Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. How do you believe in yourself when you have been told your whole life that you are not worth believing in, that you're not good enough. And, you know, unfortunately, so many, so many people have dealt with this, you know, with different messages they've received as a child. And growing up in a household that's not emotionally safe can really impact the way that you feel about yourself and, fast forward, affect the relationships you choose later on in life. And for those of you who are not familiar with like the true definition of emotional abuse, I I really wanted to take some time and talk about it. I know it's a more serious topic, but such an important one. And I've helped so many people overcome this, but emotional abuse, those kind of behaviors are by caregivers where a child will experience continually criticism, humiliation, belittling, berating, as well as isolating, ignoring, or even rejecting a child. And that emotional abuse results in injury to a child's self-esteem, and and it can impact you later on in life. So when you have experienced this early on, it's hard to really understand what love is. I mean, how you define love is confusing. So you might try to gain that affection by being perfect, right? Or or excelling in school, hoping that you'll be recognized or be that best person in that sport or the best artist. And whatever it is, you're trying to win the love of the critical parent. But in the end... Unfortunately, it's never enough. And so you learn later on to either give yourself love or you learn ways to self-soothe or you will pick a partner who are critical or emotionally abusive in a way to chase that love. Again, it's almost like the brain's way of trying to have a corrective experience so that they can gain that love. But here's the thing. How you choose to go about it is your choice. And you can either, and and I see this happen all the time, and this is the hopeful part of it and what I love about working with people who've experienced it because it can be a strength of yours. I mean, you can either fall victim to it or you can also make your you know, yourself stronger later in life and your adult relationships can eventually end up being so much more rewarding because of it. I remember there was a client that I worked with not too long ago, and she was constantly belittled by her mom. I mean, she was told she was stupid, that she would never amount to anything. She even called her ugly at times. And unfortunately, her father worked all the time. So she, you know, he was never around and he wasn't there to provide the love that she really was craving. And fast forward, she kept picking men who would treat her poorly, who would criticize her and found herself repeating the same toxic mistakes in relationships, even in friendships. And so, you know, lo and behold, I put her on a strict dating diet where she had to watch her intake of these unhealthy men. And I told her she was not to get in a relationship, but rather date herself for a while. Because you see, since she never had a parent to teach her that she was worthy and safe, she needed to learn how to validate herself. 
so that she could be a better partner once she learned how to do it. And she did it. And eventually she became savvy about who she got intimate with, who she let into her life and who she opened up to. And eventually she did find that great healthy relationship. So how do you stand up for yourself? How do you find the love within so that you attract the love that you deserve? So with me on the line today, I have, uh, I have this very special woman on the line who is just beautiful inside and out. And I've just started to get to know her. And to me, she is a complete warrior, survivor, resilient in so many ways. And she is seeking ways to seeing and believing in herself to make good choices. And I hope I can help her today. So welcome, Myra. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. 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 Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you know, why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit, just, you know, who you are and, and, and also what I can help you with. Okay. So, um, as you all heard, I am Amira. I'm 38 years old and, um, I am a professional, a working mom. I work as a senior manager for a, a video gaming company and I see operations globally, uh, for this company. And, uh, personally, um, I'm married. I've been married for about 14 years and I have two kids. And in terms of why am I here or why am I uh, reaching out to Kim for help with is, is with self-esteem, with, with self-worth and, and uh, just uh, bringing up my putting the faith back in, in myself because uh, I feel as if I have a lot of neediness in me given my background um, and uh, that has affected the choices I've made personally and professionally. So I'm just here to, so that's, that's one thing, self-esteem, self-worth, having faith in myself. It's something that I need really help with. Yeah, no, and I know you and I have talked a little bit about that. Like, so, I mean, you said, given like some of the stuff that you dealt with in the past, do you want to just let people know a little bit about like what that was growing up and how that has impacted your self-esteem and then we'll kind of move forward and, you know, how to help you? Sure. So um, I grew up in a household where, again, yes, my father used to work a lot and he was very successful in his career. Uh, my mother was a stay-at-home mom, but she was very uh, emotionally detached kind of a mother. Mm -hmm. So she mm -hmm. was never really there for me. So um, I went through a lot of uh, um, emotional abuse and through her and, and sometimes through other relatives in the house and also um, sexual abuse. And um, she was never really there for me and never really understood or made an effort to find out what's going on with me. What am I doing? Where am I? Uh, what's happening? Um, you know, if I'm sad or if I'm performing poorly in school, what might be the reason? Um, instead, you know, it was always like blamed. Um, she just used to like blame me and mm. um, she was very short tempered and she still is very short tempered. And for the littlest things, you know, she'll uh, start beating me up and she would not stop unless and until I started to cry. So that was like her way that, okay, now, you know, that now I'm scared and then she sees that and now it's time for her to stop. So she used to, or, or until I peed in my pants, that was the only time she would stop mm. beating me up. 
Um, and then this, this sort of like continued and then she was going through a lot of um, her own personal problems where um, my dad was cheating on her and he used to, like I used to be sitting in his office and he used to be with other women, uh, flirting with them, you know, following them in front of me and he'll give me a coloring book to color. I was like, what, in third grade? And, you know, he just assumed that I just do not know what's going on. Well, true, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew that what was, whatever was going on was not right. So uh, my mother took to uh, drinking. She became alcoholic. She used to be, there was a point in time where she used to be drunk 24. She used to stay drunk 24 seven. And uh, again, she used to blame me for her, for her uh, problems. She used to say that the reason why my father is cheating on her is because of me, because she's had kids and she's just not um, attractive enough for him anymore. And, and that's why all these things are happening to her. So she used to, again, uh, just, you know, take her, her anger out on me. Um, and she never really, like, she never really said anything positive when we were, mm -hmm. when, when I was growing up, like, it, you know, moms tell their kids uh nowadays that i see that hey you know you you look beautiful you look pretty this dress looks good on you you're doing well in school great job there was nothing there was never ever anything of that sort uh, mm. that i got to hear um so however like i would say even though like uh my parents were like that um my grandparents were very nice to me and i had uh some very good friends Mm -hmm. that were there for me. Mm. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. I mean, just having the courage to talk about that. And also, I mean, like I was saying in the beginning, you're such a, a survivor, really, truly. And what you've accomplished today and how you kind of persevered and pushed through it is just amazing because not everybody would be where you're at today, you know? Um, like I was saying in the beginning of the podcast, sometimes, you know, people go the other way and they fall victim to it. And, but now, you know, fast forward, it sounds like it's, it's still a part of you and it's kind of affecting you in different ways. So how, how has all of this kind of affected you currently and what, what's going on? So I would say um, I have trouble um, maintaining relationships mm -hmm. and I have a lot of self-doubt and uh, that shows in in the kind of like relationships I uh, develop or I seek mm -hmm. and some a lot of the times uh, like I was you know told when I was going through sexual abuse that my purpose is just to please yeah so, so this has like, you know, put me in a situation where I just feel that I always have to do things to please people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm -hmm. um, people take advantage of that, you know, like financially or just, you know, asking me to do favors for them um, at, 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 at like my cost, my time and all these things. So I would say uh, it has really affected in the kind of uh, friends I have chosen in life. I, I right now i would say that i i do have now i'm getting a little better as i've started to realize this pattern in me i've started to improve and change certain things in me and let go of the unhealthy relationships unhealthy friendships mm -hmm. but until now like i would say i didn't have a single friend 
who would like stand by my side or, or be there for me. People just reached out to me only when they needed something from me. Um, it has also affected me a lot in the, in the, in the work environment. Mm -hmm. I, I love to work and I'm a very hard worker. I'm actually very good at problem solving. Um, and, but however, I am not a good self-advocate at work. I feel as if uh, I'm not worthy of asking for raises or for promotions. And I start like doubting myself. I feel as if I'm not worthy of being put into a leadership position, even though I'm very good at doing a certain kind of a task or a job. I just am not worthy of it. So I better not ask for it. So I would mm -hmm. say that it has really hindered my, my progress. That, that theme that keeps coming up, I don't know if you've heard yourself talk, but you've mentioned the word worthy and deserve, you know, like a lot of that. And, you know, just kind of connecting the dots. I know you and I touched upon this a little bit, but, you know, just to, that is old programming. Like that's coming from your mom, right? Like the, the not good enough thing, you know, mm -hmm. not feeling worthy because you were never praised in ways that you should have been praised. So you're constantly like seeking that yet you don't feel that even if like, here's the, my question to you. So if when somebody does praise you, do you, do you believe it or do you, is it hard for you to trust even that? Well, that's actually a very good question. Um, in the beginning, it was very hard for me to trust that because I just thought that there's something wrong with them and yeah. they're just praising me for this in this moment and um, they'll forget me tomorrow. They won't even realize, they won't even remember me tomorrow. So in the, in the beginning, it was like, maybe something is wrong with them. Maybe uh, they uh, misunderstood or they were misinformed mm -hmm. because I'm not worthy of that praise. But um, over the last one year, as I've started to like work on myself and um, I, since I've been surrounded by better friends, um, I think mm -hmm. uh, I've started to, learn to believe in it like when somebody tells me that yes i am worthy of this thing and they think that i'm talented and i'm good in a certain area even though my my mind tells me my, my brain tells me oh no 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 you know this is there must be some mistake i'm like no i push those thoughts out of my head as like no i'm gonna go with it it's gonna yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm faking it to make it. <laughs> yes. Fake it till you make it, baby. That is exactly. Well, and I, and actually I want to go there for a second because I mean, you said that it's a, it, this kind of like feeling of worthiness is affecting you in these different areas. I mean, with your, you know, current relationship with friends and your husband and at work. And I think what I would like to do is kind of, tease that out a little bit and give you some, you know, practical ways that you can create something different from yourself. Because I mean, here's the thing where, and I, I think I even told you this, we're like computers. It's amazing to me. Like what you put in is what you get out. And for you, your default button is this kind of like, you know, these messages you got growing up being not worthy. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you're under stress or you're, you know, you're feeling like, you know, you get triggered in other words, your default button will go there like, oh, I'm not worthy, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's a constant fight. So what I want to help you with is to reprogram that because 
here's the thing. We're going to, we're going to take all those old messages that you got. We're going to, I want you to like actually visualize this. We're going to put it all in a box and we're going to wrap it up, put a little neat bow in it. And we're going to lovingly give it back to your mom. Cause that's not yours. That's okay. not yours. That's something you've been carrying with you unnecessarily. And like you said, it was something she got passed on to her, right? And she took it on and then passed it on to you. It's like this thing, it's like, but, but I don't want you passing that on anymore. And I don't want you taking it in. So we're going to just give that back to her. And instead, we're going to replace it with a new gift for yourself. And that is the self-worth and self-love that you deserve. Because you're starting to see it and you're starting to feel it. Like you're saying some of that. So let's start there. What are some things that have been helping you kind of, you know, push past this and, and, and own and see your, your beauty and, and all the strengths that you have? What are some things that are helping? Um, I, I would say... So one thing that has really helped me is the desire to be good and to do better. And I have always, you know, like be it studies and be it academics or be it work, like yeah. I've always pushed forward to do something good, something better. Um, and, you know, there, there certain in certain areas, like even though people told me certain thing, I just refused there was something like in me a little voice in me that always told me no that's mm -hmm. not correct we mm -hmm. still need to push forward we still need to push through it and we're going to be victorious so i would say you know that little voice in me whatever you call yeah, it yeah um has really helped me it has uh it, it's i don't really have anyone to confide in what I was going through as, as, as a child. So I just had myself and I used to spend long hours talking to myself mm. and, you know, like this, this little voice in me was like, no, you know, you, this is not who you are. This is not your purpose in life. Uh, you're way better than that. And, and I know that, and, you know, and we'll, and we'll, we'll show it to the, to the world. So I, I guess that resiliency, that yes. made me very resilient and, made me fight want to fight back and i did fight back yes there there was i do have this very aggressive side in me that comes out every now and then uh sometimes yeah. you know like my friends will notice that oh did you just get really angry over that silly thing mm -hmm. um, so it sometimes it comes out so i have to like you know temper it and tone it down but i would say that that aggression has helped me survive um, oh. yeah. And I see it as my strength and not necessarily as my, as my weakness. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that uh, I was lucky that even though I didn't have good immediate like family, I met some really nice friends. And uh, even though I couldn't confide in them, everything, they somehow still understood and they uh, helped me feel better. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would say like that, that relationship is something that helped me. Love it. Love it. I, you know, I want to take those things that worked for you and I want to amplify it, <laughs> you know, in, in ways that you can take it and run with it and also, you know, go at it in a, in a healthier way. So like, 
I love this whole inner inner person. Like we got to give her a name, Ira. Like what, what's your, the inner girl that you were talking to that whole time? Let's give her a name. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It could be maybe somebody like, I don't know. Is there like somebody in your life who has been an inspiration to you? You can, or just make up a cool name. Uh, Not really. I, I, um, we could just call her Inner Myra. Okay, yeah, let's just call it Inner Myra. The Inner Myra. <laughs> the Inner Myra is gonna. I love. Okay, just so I want you to know that the Inner Myra can come out at any time, and you can access her anytime that you want. On top of it, besides relying on yourself, see, that's the thing. I want to create more balance because you have just learn to rely on yourself because you had to. I mean, you were in survival mode and that's all you had, but, but you're not that little girl anymore. And you have the whole world, uh, you know, to access, to reach out, to help. So I, I also want you on a piece of paper to write out at least three people that you can reach out to besides the inner Myra. So inner Myra is going to be on your list for sure. But I also want you to start having a voice and accessing other people to help because you know what? Good people, people who are healthy, people who are right for you are going to want to be there for you. And I know that's a little bit foreign for you. You're starting to feel that. And if you don't have three people, then let's work on getting you three people. Like that, that'll be part of the homework. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Uh, I am so scared in telling everyone my true story Mm. as I worry that people might take advantage of that and use that information against me to bring me down in some way. Um, So I don't know who I can reach out to besides uh, myself or this inner Myra. I can think of like one person um, who's had a background similar to mine and she's also a a survivor or a warrior like me. So I know I can reach out to her. Let's start I, there. I, I can't come up, the other, come up with the other two names. <laughs> okay. So Myra, here's the good news is that, do you know that thousands of people are listening right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know who, who. So there are thousands of people and I statistically know this for a fact that you are not alone in this journey at all. And there will probably be many, many people who would love, love to be that person for you, even if it's anonymously. So first of all, I just want to like call out anyone who is willing to kind of be there for her to email me and I'll put my email in the, uh, in the show description so that you can email me and I'm happy to like, help you build that support system. Here's the other thing that I've had people do, and this is something to start thinking about. I've had people start Facebook groups around this. You know, I've had people like you, you take the bull by the horn and you be the leader in this and create a space and a community so that other people can join you in this because I know you're not alone. And I know there's other support groups out there. And so if you don't want to start one, start. Maybe there's other, you know, groups that are already there for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that idea? Um, I like that idea. However, at, in this 
moment at this very minute i don't feel comfortable starting a facebook group mm-hmm. however okay. i'm i'm okay joining other groups yeah yeah i think i you know i just because one of the things that you know, so many people feel when they've experienced something like this is that you're alone. And because you were alone for so long and I don't want you to feel that anymore. You know, that, because that, you even said another thing that helped you was having the friends and support, you know, around you. So if we can build that in and that's just another way to access other people who are in this completely similar situation. And I'm determined, like, I will help you with that. Like, let's find a group like that for you. Yeah, and also like the reason why I am a little scared to start a group is because uh, I still feel ashamed. Mm. What is the shame about? I feel like I feel ashamed of what happened to me. Like I feel as if um, I'll be judged for it, and people will start looking at me in a certain way, mm-hmm. and um, they will not see my true capabilities like they'll start putting me in a certain bucket Mm -hmm. you know here's the thing that i know and and just because i'm an old lady older than you and i've gone through (laughs) this journey i and 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 certainly it's at such a different level but i remember feeling that way when i got divorced and i had this big like scarlet letter on my forehead with a big d like who who, who's, you know, who's going to understand being a divorced lady? And here's what I found in, with helping so many other people is that it's actually the opposite of what you think. What you're fearing is actually the opposite. You're already scared, right? Like you already said that you're, you're, you're a little bit fearful and you're alone. You don't know who you can turn to. What if you knew and you opened yourself up to other people who are just like you, how much like comfort you would find knowing that you're not alone and that other people could also feel that you were there for them. I mean, how amazing would that be? Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Cause I think that's, what's tripping you up. I think that's, what's like keeping your, you know, inner Myra close to you and, and just all the stuff that's like, you know, that you're fearing, you're scared to have a voice because of the judgment. But by not saying anything, people don't even know what kind of support they could give you. So by having a voice and and being open and vulnerable to that, other people are going to start chiming in. And, you know, certainly with me, that's what happened to me. And all these like divorce ladies started coming out of the woodworks. I'm like, oh my God, who knew there were so many of these people, <laughs> you know, but that is when I got the most comfort because I didn't feel so alone and that other people were just like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think this is the, this is your key to, to your kingdom. And not only that, I think that's also going to help with your aggression. So let's talk about the aggression for a second. It's, it's, this is, it's something that has fed you, that has driven you. So I, I, it's the fire in your belly, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's part, part of the warrior. And that energy is amazing like that. And, and, and I, but I want you to take, instead of it looking at like, anger and, and aggression to look at it more as like 
excitement and energy and drive. And I want you practicing being more direct with people as they piss you off. <laughs> because I think what's happening is you keep swallowing all this stuff and then like a balloon, one day you just explode because you're so used to holding your feelings inside because you had to. And so the more you release it as it's happening, and if you have a community of people to air out your stuff with mm -hmm. and be more direct with people at work, that aggression will go down. And it happens every single time I've worked with people. Like it's almost like a natural thing that will start happening as you start voicing this stuff. Yes, that actually sounds good. And yeah, I think it will definitely, definitely help me because yes, I do exactly what you said I do. Like I keep everything in and then like a balloon, I just burst. Of course you do. I mean, there's nowhere else, like how much bigger can the balloon get before it's going to be there's, I mean, no human can function like that. And here's the irony of it all is that, you know, how you said that you're worried about how other people will think and judge of you. If you do say what's on your mind or express yourself, people are actually judging you more, but when you don't say anything, because they're trying to guess what is going on with you because you're not saying anything. So you may, right? Like you, you might be misread. You might be like, you know, thinking, or, or other people might be thinking that you're a bitch or that, you know, you're intimidating or that, oh, she doesn't need anybody. She's like, you know, Joan of Arc. She's like this rock. Yeah, that's true. I, I do get perceived as somebody that, as if I don't need anybody. There you go. So all I'm saying is if we can put down the sword and, and maybe the shield, you don't have to take all the armor off because I know that that's scary, but if you can allow some people into your life and, and ones that you can trust and ones who are more like-minded and healthier, you will start feeling and seeing a huge difference and that will all tie into your self-worth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I definitely can use some help in, in creating that support group because I just do not know. Yes. Yes. You know? And I, I will help you find it. And, and like I said, like you can, you can start out maybe finding groups that already exist and seeing how that works. And then we can build towards maybe then empowering you and say, you know what, I want to help other women and like use this, you know, anger towards helping other women and empowering other women, I think it's going to be an amazing thing for your self-esteem, your self-worth, and my God, building a community like that. Because mm -hmm. you have that in you. You're a leader. You, you are a leader. You know that, don't you? <laughs> you do. You, I mean, look at you at work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is, yes, when you're saying that it feels really good, but at the same time, it's, you don't you believe know, like, it. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> right. So, so you, you're already doing what you're like, oh, she's just on a podcast saying this just to say it. No, you are. Like, I don't just say things just to say it. You, you are like, you're actually in a position of leadership at work. So how can you translate that into your personal life? Yes. Forget, remember, we gave those men, we, we already wrapped it up and gave it back to mom. So, so don't unwrap that. That, that's again, like don't, and every time that happens, I want the inner Myra to come out or you reach out to those people that we're going to put on the list. Okay. 
to fight that. Okay. Yes, I definitely can use that kind of continuous support, a regular support yes. so that I don't go pick up that package and start opening it up again. I know, you know what, a metaphor just came to my mind. I feel like Medusa's head is in there. Like <laughs> you're going to open it up and you're going to freeze. Like, I don't want you looking at that. No, I don't want you listening. I don't want you looking at it. It's not yours. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Awesome. How do you feel right now? Um, I feel good. I feel a little, little relieved. Like I've, I've never shared such a thing with, in, in, in such a way with ever. So it feels, it feels oddly relieving. Oddly relieving. I love that. And you know what? What you're experiencing right now is exactly what you're going to experience when you share this stuff with, you know, those three people or the community. That would be great. Yeah. My gosh. Well, I, Myra, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I think you've inspired so many people. I know you're not alone. And I think so much good is going to come out of this. You, you really are like, you're a heroine. Like you really are. And, and just thanks for the vulnerability. Thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> Oh, you're so welcome. All right, everyone. Well, again, this has been the Charisma Quotient, and I am your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you are looking to have a breakthrough, like Myra, make sure you sign up for a free coaching session by me by clicking on the link provided in the show description. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. Day.